0: Every great film should seem new every time you see it. Hello and welcome to the 67th episode of the Midnight Film Review. My name is Brian Stevens, and with me, as always, I am
1: the Knight. <laughs> Wait, that's not even the line. <laughs> I'm Colin Smith. <laughs> that's that's w- the line. Yeah, it's he says. He says. Well, I'd have to do it in the, the, the adventure voice. I am the bat. <laughs> then, <laughs> the night is mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's all. I, that's all I could. We, you know, I'm in a Batman, a Batman state of mind. If that's you what I was feeling.
0: haven't noticed, we're coming a little late than we promised. That's because we pulled one over on you, like we always do. Yeah. And we decided to not see the rings, rings, rings. see rings, whatever. It, the movie was apparently garbage. We yeah. didn't want to waste our money. We didn't want to waste your time. We already did that last week with Triple X. Yep. So we went and saw the Lego Batman movie. Yeah.
1: As as, you, as Batman would say, hard pass. Yeah. Hard pass on the rings. <laughs> a hard pass. <laughs> That's a hard pass. That's going to be a hard pass. Yeah.
0: And So we got that review coming for you, which is awesome. I'm really happy we saw that movie instead of the garbage that was rings. So we kind of finagled one there, but I think it was worth it.
1: It was worth it for us, yes. and you can just deal with it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love you. I'm sorry. Colin, a little bit of the... Of I, I got a cold. I'm real cranky. It's, oh. it's past my
0: bedtime. Yeah, it's late. It's late in the, in the one true time zone uh, <laughs> here in the East Coast. This week we're going to talk to you. Obviously, we just talked about we have a Lego Batman review that's coming at the end of the show. But before that, we're going to talk a little bit about a late-breaking news item concerning Michael Bay. That's pretty exciting.
1: Good news, I think. The, maybe. Uh, pretty much the the only the only better news would be that Michael Bay died <laughs> in like a f- freak autoerotic asphyxiation accident or something like that. There you go. Yeah. I don't know whatever anyway
0: we got a little bat update for everyone out there we are going to talk about Disney's financials
1: briefly very briefly,
0: briefly yeah speaking of Disney we're also I, I just kind of did this in the last second to Colin uh, the, as many of you probably know everybody's a Star Wars fan they released the title of the upcoming movie The Last Jedi what does that mean what does that mean for our heroes what does that mean for us what does it mean for Star Wars? Boom, boom, boom. I have a media hot take. Uh, true to form, Colin does not. <laughs> we have no emails this week, but I do have a special, <laughs> uh, message from Anal Robbins that I am going to read.
1: Uh, the best, the best kind of message, a dirty message. Yes,
0: he emailed us about a, a specific experience that he had in the movie theater. We had an interesting experience too, kind of. Um, okay. Yeah. We had our hero of our own stand up. And and
1: do our dirty work. Well, I mean, although not really, it was during, it yeah. was during the credits or during the trailers, and he was a little, he was a little bit aggressive. He was very aggressive. There, I mean, if it had been anything but the three pasty, <laughs> terrified looking nerds, anyone yeah. else, then <laughs> right, they might not have reacted in the same way. They but, were uh, they were also being loud though. They it were was, being they were being exceptionally loud, but they still had time to change their ways. That is true. They yeah. had plenty of time.
0: Yeah. He, I think maybe he was just setting expectations for him. Yeah, <laughs> he, he wasn't having any shit. That's for sure. Uh, yeah, so let's start it off. Let's, uh, well, well you know what? Let's let's start off by talking about Batflack. I think that's a good place to start. Just to recap from last week, Ben Affleck has dropped out as director, and now it appears they are going to take a leak on his script and then dump on it and then throw it in the trash can.
1: Yeah, so, I, what is it? Somebody, some big media outlet, I don't know if it was like, I'm not, I don't remember the name of the reviewer, but somebody who does a actual uh, paper, you know, physical magazine, did the interviews. Um, and <laughs> DC, the way, the so Beth, Ben Affleck has departed as director. He's still going to star. Uh, and what DC plans to do is shop around for a director first and then they're going to figure out the script that's exactly what they did on Suicide Squad yeah and they're either going to throw out the entire script or let it see like and I, w- I would say the writer but who knows who that is um, well the writer is five guys in a room that are
0: told to take a story and throw it together and then the director picks out the parts he likes and then films them that, mean, that's how movies work right
1: that's how, uh, that's how DC Universe movies work lately, it seems. I mean, you know? th-
0: no, but seriously, this is exactly the same thing that happened at Suicide Squad. They got a director and said, well, you have six weeks to write a script. That is true. And what happened was he was, end up filming and writing on the fly. On set, they were filming and writing. And it's obvious, I mean, we kind of talked about it last week, but why would Ben Affleck put his name on something that is this haphazardly thrown together? It doesn't make sense, and I, I'm proud of him. I'm glad he stepped down. Yeah. I obviously want that movie more than anything, the one that he was making, more than anything they're going to give us, but...
1: Yeah, so I was i was actually going to say this, and then I was afraid it, that didn't really make any sense. It's actually Forbes. Forbes did uh, an interview. Right, yeah. Um, so it looks like Matt Reeves is the frontrunner right now uh, for Direction. Um, Who, if you don't know,
0: he directed
1: kick and
0: um, the Kingsman movie sequel should be coming out this year I believe
1: yeah uh, so but basically um, in the interview they talked about pretty much conflict over the script and the quality of the script uh, and being unable to resolve the issues that Ben Affleck had with it and cited that as his reason for stepping away Um, so, (laughs) one of the things they said is, uh, when it comes to the bits and pieces that contradict one another and seem to reveal previously undisclosed developments, it gives the impression, fair or not, that there's no coherent plan and that the process is entirely reactive instead of proactive.
0: Exactly. That's exactly my, my point. And that's exactly how we saw Suicide Squad fail.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so... I just want to make a correction too. I, Matthew Vaughn is the director of those two. Movies okay, that's... Matthew Reeves, uh, I believe, directed the X Men. Um, uh, what was the X Men movie? The first X Men: First Class. All right. Yes. My yeah. my bad.
1: Yeah. So basically, right now they they want a director. They have no idea if they'll salvage any of the script. And nope, that was Matthew Vaughn too. Yeah. I don't know who Matthew Reeves says. I was going to say, yeah. Uh, well, he's, he's not even confirmed, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, but basically, like, what we speculated about last week, uh, which is creative control issues, Forbes seems to have confirmed, and also seems to have confirmed that the direction they're moving forward in is exactly the same problematic one that they never seem to adjust, so pick a director then pick a script <laughs> make it consistent with the you know right. z- there, the, the Zack Snyder crap or don't yeah, who knows who really knows
0: there um, was also a petition started online and it received i believe close to 100,000 signatures of DC fanboys wanting uh, Zack Snyder to direct the new Batman movie which is not going to happen i can't see Zack Snyder Working with Warner Brothers uh, after Justice League, at, unless the Justice League is a critical and financial success. Why? I
1: mean, they they kept him on this long. Like, why? What gives you any indication they've learned from their mistakes? I mean, that just seems really insane
0: that he's going to direct
1: all these movies. It seems really insane they kept him on after Batman vs Superman. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, you're right. That was like, you you get. You you give him a chance with a Superman movie, and it's controversial, and it gets mixed reviews, not not much critical praise, and you say, okay, well, get get your vision together and really convince us. And Batman vs Superman was unequivocally worse in every way. Yeah, uh, you're right. So I mean, that's it. Get rid of him. He doesn't know how to make a film. <laughs> I mean, he's had nothing but poorly translated, critical and commercial failures since uh, 300 mm-hmm. I don't yep. know how how he's getting directing
0: gigs you're right uh, and I think I think that the main issue right now is he he's kind of stuck in this world because he can't I mean he's already built this this DC landscape and to try to change that now, would just be to admit failure and I don't think he's the type of person who is going to do that so let's move on I don't
1: think Warner Brothers is either so no, I mean, exactly. We're, you know what it is what it is
0: speaking of um, not being able to admit failures but then again I mean is it really a failure Michael Bay exiting Transformers no more Transformer <laughs> movies for Michael Bay
1: <laughs> yeah it's hard yeah. to
0: it's hard to call anything that's made consistently a lot of money like the Transformer movies have a failure but uh, They've never been critically well received. The first movie was by far the, the most critically well received, and that wasn't anything to write home about. But these movies are just cash machines.
1: They're they're like it's like the Donald Trump of the yes. the film the film universe. It is. It's it's vaguely insulting. It's baffling, and yet it's extremely successful. It's like failing upward. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Michael Bay announced on. His personal website, for some reason. Um, well, how else would you expect Michael Bay to announce it? I guess, yeah. Who does press releases anymore? Uh, just post on your blog that he is hanging up the, uh, I don't know, hanging up the director's chair. That doesn't work. <laughs> uh, and will not be directing um, Transformers films in the future, which is interesting because, as we mentioned too late a couple weeks ago, it looks like they're franchising the the Transformers films. Um, yeah. They're looking at definitely a Bumblebee solo spinoff project. Uh, you know, obviously there's no, like, pre-production details yet. It's just they're in talks to make that happen. But it seems like an odd time for him to be departing from the franchise. Uh, you know, I don't... I don't know, maybe he just feels like it's time for him to ruin other
0: properties. He's
1: I, he's just he's not getting to flex his creative muscles. <laughs> his artistic vision is being compromised. Yeah. It's time for him to move on and just make some pure film somewhere else.
0: I mean, I guess he's made enough money. He's, he probably doesn't need any more of that. I feel
1: like he's the kind of person where there's no such thing as enough money. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he's going to like just start emulating Peter Berg and pick a muse and make some unnecessarily patriotic chess beating films. He's going to be the bad version of Peter Berg. <laughs> he already is the bad version of Peter <laughs> Good, Berg. True. I,
0: I mean, what sucks is I loved the Transformers cartoon. I love the Transformers cartoon movie. I even enjoyed the first, cart- the first uh, Transformers movie that Michael Bay did. It wasn't everything that I wanted, but it didn't ruin it the way that the second and the third and the fourth and I'm sure the fifth will do I mean at this point I feel like he's just kicking a dead horse and there might be a. so the last movie even though they all made more money than the one previous the, the last movie was not that way it kind of took a step back from the third as far as I mean. Still, don't get me wrong it still made a lot of money but that was the majority of that was overseas yeah the, the US the US movie landscape has changed quite a bit I think and we might be catching on to him you know,
1: I think that's giving us too much credit. I paid money for it, so I don't. Yeah, know. you are you are a part of the problem. I'll never let you live that down. I gave that movie a D minus. <laughs> Just saying. And Michael Bay gave that movie the D. Yes,
0: it did. Yes, he did. All right, so let's move on. Disney. Speaking <laughs> of a, a money making machine. Yeah. They released their yearly earnings for 2016. And, of course, they were wildly successful. Uh, Probably the most successful entertainment conglomerate on the face of the planet.
1: (sighs) Definitely in terms of uh, movie studios, production studios, um, nobody else has come close for the last two years. Mm -hmm. Uh, So...
0: But there's a caveat to that because... Yeah. It wasn't as sharp as 2015. It's true. Um... Now they were still they were they were still in the black by a large margin, but it wasn't as large as the year before.
1: So the raw numbers we saw basically their Disney Studios, Buena Vista, whatever you want to call them, um, pull in on film revenue two point five two billion dollars, which fell compared to I guess late twenty fifteen. So this might be this might just be a quarterly. I don't know. No, I, this is an annual report. I don't know that they, they don't. Deadline doesn't give any details about uh, when Disney does their uh, financial reporting, like when their fiscal year is, and we're not going to bother looking it up. But <laughs> they cite a seven percent drop in revenues. It's still at a whopping two point five two billion dollars, but a seventeen percent drop in profit at eight hundred and forty two million dollars. So, good God, that's that is a it's a healthy profit. That's a healthy profit, yeah. I would say so. Um considering what the uh, the net net income for the company was only 2.48 billion, so the returns compared to the rest of the business that they're getting on the film film studio is crazy.
0: Well, they finally felt a hit in in their pocket when it came to ABC and ESPN because ESPN, uh, isn't selling ad space the way that they once did. Viewers are finding ways around
1: traditional cable programming, and that is. ESPN seems determined to alienate sports fans too.
0: Yes, that's the other thing.
1: <laughs> that's the other thing that yeah, they,
0: that they continue to do. and they released. <clears throat> I know this isn't their podcast for this, and but you know they released or fired. Uh, a huge swath of talent at ESPN that has fled to Fox and HBO and other other brands because, of course, ESPN has always said the brand is bigger than, than the personalities. So that might be finally coming around to bite them in the rear. But um, you know, they lost their biggest podcast in Bill Simmons. Biggest podcaster in Bill Simmons, they lost their number one radio host in Colin Cowherd. And they lost the face of Monday Night Football and Mike Tirico. So, right there, that's those are three huge hits. Uh, but, I mean, Disney's not going to... I mean, they're still making hand over fist more than anybody else, so...
1: Yeah, I didn't realize so much of their revenue came from their actual theme parks. Um, oh, yeah, they have theme parks, too. Yeah. Uh, they, I mean, point five six billion billion revenues from their... Uh, theme parks um, that's yeah.
0: worldwide though correct and they just open one in Shanghai yeah right?
1: that's worldwide which yeah over 1.1 billion dollar profit from theme parks anyway that's a lot of money um, but uh, Disney certainly killing it on the, the studio end of things and they're making great movies. That's yeah. It's, it's so weird how you can make great movies that are also financial successes. In in contrast, you know,
0: we talk about this a little bit when we talk about Sony, but in contrast to Sony, it's amazing. Sony's taken an $800 million, or was it, $920 million write-down. Yeah. That's how much money Disney's making. That's their profit. Yeah. not to, You know, that's, that's a huge amount of money. That's like a $1.5 billion swing. It's crazy. So, keep doing what you're doing, Disney, I guess. I'm, I mean, keep you're going to rule the world. Speaking of Disney, let's talk a little bit about Star Wars, one of their billion-dollar properties. What do you think of The Last Jedi? What do you think of that title? What I does that
1: mean? I don't know. I don't know what it means. It means Rey kills Luke and turns to the dark side, and the cycle continues, right? Does that, Is that what that means? I'm pretty
0: sure that's what that means. So, you, th- the, there have been people talk about the end of the Force Awakens and the music becoming ominous and more subdued than than happy when when it comes to Ray.
1: Yeah, I, well, the, the thing is like where so we sort of get like little bits and pieces like Luke opened the reopened the Jedi Academy, which is consistent more or less with uh, extended universe. Lore, which is no longer canon, but then he like runs away, and so are there more? I mean, there have to be more Jedi in the universe, right? You know, that's that would be my assumption. If he had a Jedi academy,
0: unless I mean, we haven't seen any other Jedi besides Ren in this world, so they're out there somewhere.
1: Are they still on the island with him? There's a lot. Now, I do not think don't. there's anybody anybody on the planet with him? But the last jet, yeah, what is what does that mean? I mean, we still have an episode 9 to come. It's true. It's
0: true. So, I, I, I don't know. Is I mean, I think if I'm not mistaken and I have just I read this on message boards, so I could be totally wrong I, this isn't news. I'm not I haven't watched it recently, but I believe that Snoke refers to refers to Luke
1: as the last Jedi yeah in the movie I mean although if you really want to be technical like I mean Anakin is really the last you know the, the Jedi Jedi are dead he's uh, Luke is a a half trained boy I mean here's a question for you too yeah what's the plural of Jedi Jedi
0: so could it be plural
1: it could be plural that's true
0: yeah my mind is just my mind's blown. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're, maybe we're thinking about this the wrong way. Maybe they're saying this is the last school, last class of Jedi. I don't know.
1: I. Whatever. They, I mean, no, because it doesn't work that way. Because the, the everything everything runs on a cycle, and that the universe, Star Wars universe, has always recognized that and played that to its advantage. I you know, I think we could. There, there's just there's so much speculation, so many theory, so much theory crafting. I, I could say we could, there's still plenty of time to see redemption for Kylo. Maybe yes. Kylo is the last Jedi. You know, yeah, it just you know, maybe uh, Cornhorn and Kyle Katarn will break through the fourth wall into, <laughs> into the film franchise and become the characters that everybody wanted them to be and rule, the rule canon, with. <laughs> Sweet lightsabers.
0: Keep keep dreaming okay. on that one. Yeah. I don't think that's going to happen. Here's here's one thing that I think is kind of interesting, is they drop the episode titles. So this is no longer episode eight, which I'm sure at the beginning it's going to say episode eight. Yeah. Or, but they haven't been throwing that in the title. My feeling is they kind of, and I've heard people say this, and I've seen it on message boards, they're not they they're interested in moving beyond the Skywalker saga into an un, an infinite amount of Star Wars films into the future and I don't know how they do that so I think that they're after episode 9 I think we're going to be done with the Skywalker saga
1: and maybe we'll be introduced to a whole different part of this universe Well, I mean it's it's a the Luke and Anakin are you know representative of the force and good versus evil and right. they're like mi- macro and micro thematic entities so that's yeah that's a good way to put it I mean you you have to wrap this up before you can move on and just do a bunch of boring bland pointless stuff again so yeah, but yeah logically this is the end of that story either the force is restored balance is restored to the mm-hmm. force somehow right that's the whole point yeah Otherwise, what was why did any of these movies happen? So, right? <laughs> no, that's, <laughs> that's what no, they've been talking yeah. about for a while. No, so, yeah, right. I don't know. I, I don't like speculating about this stuff, but uh, I I'm love curious. speculating about this. Uh, stuff. I bet you do. Uh, I, hey, you know,
0: I think I was a speculator in a previous life.
1: Were you gold speculator? <laughs> uh Just thinking, thinking fudge, fudge mining, <laughs> finger fudge mining. <laughs> Sounds delicious. <laughs> I'll tell you more about it after the podcast.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So, moving on, we don't have any emails this week, but you can always email us, uh, email the podcast at midnightfilmreview at gmail.com. We love reading your emails uh, live on the air. And
1: there's nothing that gives us more pleasure.
0: Yes, it's true. Nothing. And it's nothing, not a thing. We, we are not very, fudge mining. We, we are nothing. very
1: sad. We're very sad. Very, people.
0: very sad. I, 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 you know, I wish that we had something to read right now.
1: Oh, wait. I do. I have a special message. We, we do have a, yeah, a very, very special message from Anal Robbins. So,
0: so, you know, we Drew Mascarelli wrote in last week and was asking us about our worst film-going experience. We talked about that for a minute. And Anal Robbins decided to write in with his worst theater-going experience. He said, my worst theater-going experience was a time when I went with my, with my girlfriend at that time and two other couples. We all sat in different rows so we could make out. I got kicked out because an employee caught me getting a hand job. My <laughs> friends all saw me, get, all see him kick me out. Never finished the hand job.
1: It's a truly a tragic story. That is, that is really really sad.
0: He also went on to say, she didn't finish. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> well, sorry to hear that now. Uh, I, I, I. Have never, honestly, I can say I've never fooled around in a movie theater.
1: That, that is uh, truly a throwback. You're yes. you're a man of a, a lost generation.
0: Because to me, the theater is a holy place where we go to watch <laughs> movies, not get hand jobs.
1: To, to you and me only, my friend. Right? I feel like more and more. I feel like we're dinosaurs. <laughs> I, f- I feel like I feel like Murtaugh. <laughs> Too old for this shit. Well, that's going to do it for open discussion. Remember, email us... Midnight and, film. What? Oh, well, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Plug <laughs> us. No, you're you're doing good.
0: Oh, e- email us at, at gmail.com And Colin wants to say... And
1: before we go, I just thank you all, uh, everybody who voted for us um, on... Was it Monkeys Fighting Robots? Yes. Um, the, the amateur podcast contest. Um, obviously, we didn't win anything. Um, but we're already winners because we have you as listeners. So, no, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> that's not that's all, true that's a, that, all kidding aside uh thank you guys so much anybody who took the time to vote for us we really appreciate it we we didn't win but um you know we're we're still gonna keep plugging along and we do this for fun and that's right we just hope that somebody out there likes us enough to listen and we know there are at least a few of you so thank you everybody who listens and uh Thanks again for taking the time to vote.
0: Yeah. As long as there's a few of you out there listening, we'll keep doing it.
1: Or even if there's not, we'll just do it and be sadder and lonelier. <laughs> <Okay>. So, <laughs> Right. All right. We'll be right back with some media
0: hot takes. And we're back
1: with some media hot takes. Media hot takes. Now possum free. <laughs> For one week and one week only, maybe. Yeah, hopefully longer. Hopefully longer, but the possum possum never <laughs> never lies idle long. That is true. She strikes when you're least expecting it. <laughs> this is this is way off topic, but
0: you're talking about possums. Yeah. I was listening to the uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, and he had a couple Canucks on, and they were talking about how that they went out looking for possums because they had never seen one, <laughs> and they found one, and he tried to pick it up. And it tried to bite him, and
1: he was disappointed because it didn't play dead. But possums do play dead. I I have heard that. I've never experienced a possum playing dead personally. I think the
0: problem with that is that that if it tries to bite, it might be rabbit. There's a good chance that it might have rabies. No, it's a a wild animal. Yeah, Yeah, they bite. They bite people and things, and they hiss. Crazy Canucks, man. All right, speaking of Canucks... um, well, actually, Tom Tom Cruise is not Canadian, is he? Who knows? No, what? no, he's he's American. <laughs> Anyways, I uh, I recently saw Jack Reacher: Never Back Down. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jack Reacher: uh, Never Back Down is a sequel to Jack Reacher, <laughs> which I believe came out I want to say two thousand fourteen.
1: Before we were doing the podcast for
0: sure. Uh,
1: yeah. Not not too long before, but yeah. 2013, 14, something like that. 2012,
0: actually. Wow.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: It was directed by Christopher McQuarrie. And if you don't know, Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie have a pretty solid relationship. They've done quite a few movies together. Mission Impossible, he wrote he wrote Edge of Tomorrow. And McQuarrie is a pretty decent director. I loved Edge of Tomorrow. Did you see Edge of Tomorrow? I have... I have, yeah. Yes, okay. It's a I it's one of my favorite movies of that year. Uh, it was, it was a good film. Christopher yeah. McQuarrie also wrote one of my all-time favorites, going back to my high school days, *Way of the Gun*. So, uh,
1: <laughs> don't make fun of me. I love that movie. No, that that is a little known, little known classic with some wonderful, uncomfortable humor. Yes. Yes. And yeah, Oh no, that's a. Uh, the only, I think the only movie I've ever liked Ryan Phillippe in. He
0: is tremendous to them. Mm-hmm. Him and Benicio Del Toro. Yeah. Great cast too. Well, unfortunately this movie was neither penned by Christopher McQuarrie <laughs> nor directed by Christopher McQuarrie so the sequel to Jack Reacher, this one called Jack Reacher and Her Back Down is bad. It is not good. I, everything that you love about the first Jack Reacher, it's small in scope, it's about characters, the action is primarily uh, hand-to-hand combat very little very very little gunplay in the, in the movie which was kind of refreshing for, you know, to, or I guess 2012, early 2010s. Uh, it, it really was a different kind of action movie and really seemed to be a different step in tom cruise's career he had been in all these sci-fi movies there's a great montage on youtube i don't remember who did it but it's just all tom cruise running all the time because he's so good at running if you like he runs in all his movies Mm -hmm. this movie there's a lot of hand-to-hand fighting as well there's tons of shootouts but the characters are just so thinly written and this movie is long it's two hours long and it feels like an eternity the the main plot of 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 this movie kind of plays into the the mythos of Jack Reacher, who is notoriously a loner. I guess I've never read the books, but in the previous movie, he's he travels around the country righting wrongs. Very much a. Uh, it's funny because we just we're we're going to review Lego Batman, and this this character is very similar in that he wants to do things on his own and. A very uncomfortable scene in which he tells um, Kobe Smolders, who, if you've seen the trailer, is a Major Turner who gets accused of doing something she didn't do, and he has to protect her, breaks out of jail, blah, blah blah blah, and he basically tells her, "You're a woman, I'm a man, I will protect you," and they try to go against that because he ends up needing her help, but it just it falls so flat. It's the the movie borderlines on being boring, and every spy thriller trope is just beaten into the ground. This feels like Born Identity meets Jack, the first Jack Reacher. Uh, they've turned it into a spy espionage thriller, and so that small world that was Jack Reacher in the first one, the thing that made it feel so quaint and such a Kind of a throwback action movie. Yeah, this one turns into a globe-trotting thriller of espionage, and it's just, it's, it's silly. And i I'm, I was really disappointed because I really enjoyed the first Jack Reacher. I obviously we we didn't review this movie for a reason. It got
1: really bad reviews when
0: it came out, but I still well, hope that the action beats would be similar. And Unfortunately, they weren't. They
1: Lots of quick cuts and shaky cam. A lot
0: of that. A <laughs> lot of that, and a lot of big explosions for no reason. There is, and it's a convoluted plot that is has a plot twist that is so obvious that I'm not. I wouldn't feel bad spoiling. I'm not going to, but it's just the plot twist is so. It's not far fetched at all. It's actually, I feel like probably something that might actually be happening today, but it's not it's not surprising and the way they play it is ridiculous. It's like Jack Creature's one step ahead of everybody. And it's like No dude, I realized what was going on the, uh, an act before. You're not you're not doing anything that the audience doesn't know. So I I would say unless you're a diehard Tom Cruise fan and you want to see every movie he's ever been in, there's no reason to see this movie. It's a huge step back in what had been a pretty solid few years for Tom Cruise with Mission Impossible movies being really, really good. Ed of Tomorrow was was awesome and the last Jack Reacher film. So that's
1: my hot take on Jack Reacher Never Back Down. We'll see what he does with Jack Reacher 3 reaching in the Mummy's Tomb. Uh, Oh. I totally forgot about that movie. Uh, We'll see, yeah. I mean, you know what... I don't. I don't want to rush to judgment. There certainly have been. It, it certainly is. The sort of film that could go either way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm not gonna. Not gonna hold my breath. We'll just. We'll just wait and see. <laughs>
0: no, me either. Yeah. yeah, we'll definitely. We'll definitely see about uh, his character's name is Nick Morton in the Mummy. Nick Morton, A.K.A. Jack Reacher. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's going to do it for me. Hot takes. We'll be right back with a review of the Lego Batman movie. Batman. And we're back with a review of the Batman Lego, the Lego Batman movie. Batman. Review. Will Arnett, <laughs> is that start, you? Yeah,
1: it, it was for a second. I just wasted it during the break, that's all. I don't want, I don't want my voice to get stuck like I that. Do. <laughs>
0: Kind of sexy. I,
1: I will. I will drive my girlfriend insane. She might like it. She hates. She hates when I do. Oh, she do does voices. Yeah, she doesn't like it. Yeah.
0: So, so does not mean The same thing. I, I love it. We should. We should just. I know. Do a whole podcast in random voices.
1: We should just be to uh, what? <laughs> I, I can do Bane. I can do Bane. <laughs> do Bane better than uh than Doug Benson? <laughs>
0: I, he did a great job.
1: You He really mean, it was just doing his Tom Hardy impression. <laughs> Your punishment must be more severe. Just do. You got to do a German Sean Connery with your hand over. Your exactly. Door. That's it. Yeah, you nailed it. All right. So this movie
0: is. You mentioned this, and it said screenplay. It said story by. Yeah. But story on, on IMDb, it's saying screenplay by Seth Graham Smith.
1: Yeah. Um, there's a few other screenwriters, uh, like five other screenwriters attributed to this movie. Well, it gives, it gives him story by and screenplay by. So he wrote the story, Seth Graham Smith wrote the story, and then him and a handful of other people adapted it into a screenplay. Yeah, Seth Graham Smith, you might have heard us talk about him before. He's the
0: one who was removed... Well, I, I, he may have quit. Uh, either way, he was tabbed to write and direct the Flash movie, and then he was removed completely. Uh, so he at least wrote, came up with the majority of this story and script, and then it was directed by Chris McKay, uh, who was is heavily involved in in Robot Chicken and a few other things. I, he, I mean, Robot Chicken, I would say, is the thing that he's mainly known known for. But he's worked alongside Lord and Miller. Who famously made the Lego Movie from a couple years ago? The cast is very robust, but Will Arnett plays Batman, Bruce Wayne, and this movie—it's—it's it's all about—but mostly Batman. <laughs> but Mostly, it's all about him coming to terms with um, his past, and this movie—it did not feel like a kids' movie
1: in a lot of ways. It, yeah, it, uh. Except for the the language, right? Mm-hmm. The language is very obviously... They say things like gosh instead of God. And mm-hmm. Heck, it's obviously toned down to keep uh, the PG rating. But I don't really feel like it's a, a kid's movie in most other ways. the The nice thing is the writing is so unbelievably good that you can take your kids to see it, and the stuff they don't get will just will be over their heads, you don't have to really worry about um, them right. picking up on something they shouldn't pick up on, because the, it's not, you know, it's not like s- sexual humor, it's just subversive humor, and Right, yes. Cle- clever humor, and yeah. mocking tropes, and mocking things in the real world. Um, you know, I think that's that's kind of funny, too. the th- uh,
0: The plot to this movie—we're not going to talk a lot about the plot, um, because I think that we're going to probably go into more in spoilers. And even though the IMDb synopsis is kind of generic, it doesn't really sum up the movie either. This movie is really about the the subverting the trope of of Batman or subverting our expectations of what Batman is. But it's—it's really I feel like there's some mature themes uh, in in here about friends and family and really understanding each other. <laughs> That's a really generic way of saying it, but coming to each other on, uh, coming to someone who is having maybe a problem on their own terms. That makes sense.
1: Yeah. It Well, so there's, there's definitely a like theme, a theme there that, you know, you can relate to for as a kid maybe, or that parents can relate to their children. Um, but then the entire film is like it's literally a deconstruction of Batman. Yeah. Right? His re- his relationship with family, his insecurities, his relationship with the Joker, yeah, with Gotham, like this movie works at so many levels. It is unbelievable. Yeah, you're um, right. It's but at the same time it's there is, you know, a theme about friendship and vulnerability and relying on other people that you know kids kids can pick up on too Um, man so this movie was just it was just hilarious it was so much fun we were literally cracking up from one second into the film. yeah yeah because batman starts narrating as soon as as soon as the film starts. I
0: mean, Will Arnett's take on Batman and the writers, and Will, and and Miller kind of started this in Lego movie, their take on Batman is so perfect. Yeah. It is... The idea that this guy is so self-serious and that the character, the, that the creators and the writers and the fans of this character are so serious about this character... It's almost it's almost feels like sacrilege that they would even go there, but it just it's so perfect and it's so it's you know, it's reverential to the character, I think, and they they make fun of him in a way that you can you, you definitely agree with and you smile at it and you're like, "Yes, this is ridiculous, but at the same time, I still love this character." He's endearing. And 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 that's the thing is the way that Will Arnett plays this character the Batman Bruce Wayne character is unlike I think anything we've ever seen
1: yeah his so his voice performance I thought was a little bit like sounded like Will Arnett mocking Christian Bale in the Lego movie for sure yeah and I it he spent enough time in character uh, that I did not feel that this way feel that way uh, with this film he he just he was he was a Batman and it was fun and it was good um yeah, and I think that th- the
0: idea that Batman is a jerk uh, because he's a self-righteous cocky billionaire, that's not that's not the whole truth and I, I, I think that we'll probably d- delve into this a little bit more in spoilers, but it's that he really has he's a, he's a broken human being and he doesn't really know how to open himself back up from loss. I thought that part, I thought that idea and the way they explored that, is way better than anything that even, even Christopher Nolan was able to do. Um, and obviously, they do it tongue in cheek in a lot of ways. But to me, it, to me, it really hit home. I feel like that's a theme that Christopher Nolan and even Tim Burton tried to, tried to hit on, and it's a really hard thing to do. Uh, And it's especially when you're trying to make a comic book movie and he's got to fight a villain. But I thought they did a great job of showing that, you know, the idea of Batman, the persona of Batman is created because of this fracture, this loss that he's felt and how he can still keep the promise that he's made to Gotham but let other people in and that to me is the sums up this movie I just I wish DC could look, I don't know I feel like they're they're like yeah Lego movie go do whatever you want with it get this property sure <laughs> kids are gonna see it we're, we're gonna make this serious movie over here we're gonna we're gonna really have a real take on Batman over here but I think they're really missing out
1: yeah I, I mean obviously you you know a, a traditional film can't couldn't do anything quite like this, but uh, just just as far as willingness to openly mock genre <laughs> conventions and things like that, but uh, it you know this this is probably the best Batman film we're going to get for the foreseeable future
0: for a long time. Yes. Uh, <laughs>
1: yeah. So the performances were good. Michael Sarah was hilarious. Will Arnett, I, who I you know was not sure about fantastic job totally impressed me so good um zach galifianakis as the joker was a little uh you know i don't know it was uneven
0: in my, my opinion there was yeah. times where he would like throw in that southern that like almost that feminine southern thing yeah. that he does where he talks like we it's real sweet and hot yeah. he, he like did that a couple times i'm like that's just kind of weird
1: i just i couldn't really tell what he was going for no um if that makes any sense. But I really enjoy the rest of the performances. Ralph Fiennes as uh, <laughs> as Alfred.
0: Yes, Channing
1: Tatum as Superman. Yeah. Um, the the aesthetic is just uh, great. There there was only one shot where I was like, well, this is obviously all CG. Oh, yeah. And I only noticed that because it was in such stark contrast to the rest of the movie. Yeah. Um, I don't think they there's as much emphasis on the idea of Lego reality as the Lego movie um they make some references and there is some like building quote unquote yeah that happens in the film but it's really more of a a, a Batman film than it is yeah. a Lego film you're, you're absolutely right which that, yeah. is yeah I you know I didn't know what to expect but that's that's what it ended up happening um so I I thought I thought the writing was was good um, as far as the the narrative I enjoyed it uh, but really the the humor is so good that it just carries it carried the momentum for me um, And I don't know I, I loved the aesthetic I, I, I just pretty much enjoyed everything about this movie. It was a lot of fun. I, I had a great time seeing it.
0: Yeah, I think this is a... I, I'm glad that we chose this over rings. It, it's not... I don't think it's as good of a uh, movie in a lot of ways. I think the humor in it is great, but I don't think it's as funny as uh, the Lego movie. I don't think that the scene... I don't think there's particular... Like, I can pick out scenes in the Lego movie that made me laugh. Uh, maybe if I see this again, it'll have that. Um... I definitely feel like it may have been a little long. I, I guess, you know, an hour and forty-five minutes. I thought it was an hour and a half. It's an hour and forty-five. You were right. It, and it felt a little long towards the end. Um, it kind of doubled down on some of the emotional stuff at the end. But overall, I, I want to see this movie again. I love it. Take your kids to see it. Take take your nieces, nephews. Take your friends. Take your girlfriend. I, if you know, if you don't like this movie. I'm what to tell you.
1: Yeah, uh, Slate Slate magazine gave this movie a three out of ten. I,
0: I <laughs> will never read Slate again.
1: The, the only it's the only negative review of the film I can find. What I don't. What is it like to be that one person, that one person in your field who's like, global warming isn't real? <laughs> what is it like to be that I, asshole? I don't. I don't understand. I don't. You Wait, have to be so. You'd have to be so fucking self righteous. Can you read what
0: they said? I,
1: I'm.
0: I'm He's, now. He I'm said it super curious. S-
1: says something like it fails to deviate from the Lego Movie formula, and falls apart in the second act. That's what it says.
0: I feel like that's where it really just kicks into overdrive. Is the second act? It
1: it 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 was a Batman movie. It would, I mean, the Lego Movie formula was. Yeah, well, I mean. You start with an everyman and you build him up, as opposed yeah, to right. starting with Batman and tearing him down. I I don't I don't know. Whatever. So fuck you, Slate Magazine.
0: That's a silly review. That if that, is, if that's review. Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: To, and his editors put a really positive tagline <laughs> up top just to like oh, really? throw everybody off. Yeah. So anyway, whatever.
0: You are you are on an island alone. <laughs>
1: i hope you starve to death
0: (laughs) yeah so go see it do you want to move on to to spoilies yeah
1: i mean i think we've we've heaped enough praise on it um let's i don't i don't let's move on to spoilers i don't really know uh, there's some stuff to talk about yeah for sure definitely all right
0: we'll be right back with spoilers spoilers for the lego batman movie Taking place. And we're back with spoilers for the Lego Batman movie. Yes. Um,
1: Sp- spo- <laughs> the first spoiler is that uh, the mayor was played by... Uh,
0: Mariah Carey? By
1: Mariah Carey.
0: <laughs> that was out there. That
1: was... That was a surprise. I mean, this whole cast there are I mean, well, it's it's smaller than the the last cast. Also, uh, great that they got uh, Billy D. Williams to play Two, two Face. face yes, weなん. yeah. Good, nice call back there. Dog Bench and Doing Brain. Conan O'Brien's the Riddler. Uh, Kate. Uh, Kate Mccoochie. McCucci as and Ricky Lintome. Clay, it's
0: Clayface and Ricky home as Poison <laughs> Ivy. Uh, so we, I think we're talking a little bit about some of our favorite parts. One of my favorite parts. Of the movie is when they're playing or when they're the plane is flying overhead and they the plane is called what's it called MacGuffin? It's MacGuffin Airlines. Airlines. <laughs> I mean, that's just a little shit that makes this stuff worthwhile to
1: me. Yeah. I just they, it was a plane carrying was it like TNT C four cartoon bombs and you know. it was flown by two
0: best friends in the entire world, I which mean, were Lord Miller, right? Yes. No, um, or it was McKay and McK- McKay and uh, I don't know who played the other guy. Uh, Todd Hansen was the was the other guy, but he also he's worked on Robot Chicken and the Lego Movie. Yeah, he's he's McKay's friend. So that was a great little bit in there. Uh, I really loved. <laughs> I loved the slow pace at the beginning. Of Batman just coming home to his they're like oh he's probably gonna go party and he comes home and he's just the
1: the the, the shot where he is just standing at the microwave <laughs> yes. and you, the light as the it lobster just... revolves reflects across his face and then dust particles filter in the background just so good. just brilliant subversion the entire yes. the entire thing just Reducing Batman to the mundane everyday dreck that ordinary people have to deal yes, with—something right. that is never going to happen
0: in no, Batman. Right, film again. that's never. You're what, right. Watching
1: Batman in his his private home theater, flip through the inputs because <laughs> can't remember which <laughs> one is the, know, the Bru- Blu-ray player is hooked okay. up to. Yes. Um.
0: And yeah. I I love the. So here's another thing: the serendipity part at the very end was. Just because that I I remember watching that movie several times with the next girlfriend. That was like her favorite movie. That was our movie, and it is just so ridiculous. It is like the, it was like kind of the end of those romantic comedies. Like, it was towards the end of that of that run.
1: The the early to mid two thousands. Yes, the rom com
0: quintessential rom com yeah. where yeah, and oh god, it was that was I loved that to me it was just such a out of left field thing. I loved it. Just Marley and me, straight to that, and that's that's the brilliance of, of these writers. It's just introducing, you know, the the easy the easy way out is not always the funniest. And I think they 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 don't they don't take particularly hard a hard track. I mean, I, I think the Lego Movie um, did more with subverting genres and kids movies than this did but i think they did an excellent job and the we kind of talked about i'm not sure what zach galifianakis was going with the joker that's a huge i mean that could you could say that might be the worst part of the movie yeah but i think the idea of the relationship between joker and batman the way it's played up in the movies just think of the dark knight when he's hanging there and he's like what are you without me you know like we we're destined to do this forever, and that's that is the relationship of Batman and, and Joker.
1: And I just and love, they make fun of it in the movie. They make fun of the movie. What about the thing with the two boats? Forget the two boats. So, that,
0: that is another thing. Is it is self referent? Uh, gosh, I can't talk. Self refers. What, what am I? Referential. Yes. Yeah. I can't. I'm sorry. It's okay. Self referential. A little, a little, a little easy for you to say. Uh, and they, they don't care. Like, it goes all the way back to the 60s Batman.
1: They make several references to the fact that Batman is like 90 years old yes, at this point. Yes, um, And,
0: uh, the, uh, the 57th anniversary of...
1: The Justice League. <laughs> the Justice League. Yeah. Uh,
0: I was surprised that we didn't see more Justice League. I thought for sure at the end he was going to call the Justice League to, to help him.
1: That, yeah, that was, a. Uh... I think that was a potential avenue. I, so the, the the difference between this and the original Lego Movie is that the original Lego Movie they start with a blank, literally a blank slate um, yeah. from scratch, and obviously the they took it in a different direction because it's set up to eventually it's revealed it takes place in a child's imagination, right? But yeah, in this right. case, they start with an existing character. An existing universe, mm-hmm. and they have they, they have to work in in the confines of you know what we already know while making something that is both funny and subversive. That's a
0: very good point.
1: Is meant for adults but also appeals to children. That is yes. a huge, huge bill for writers. Um, and the the film might not be perfect. You might think it relies too much on, um, you know gags or something like that, but I, I think to tackle what they, what they did, um, with the expectations that were truly placed upon them, I I think it turned out, uh, fantastic, um, and yeah, I, I mean, uh, But aside from Gal- perf- his performance, I just don't. I don't really have too many. F- they, they didn't. I felt like they could have spent more time on the relationship between Batman and Robin, but then mm-hmm. the film kind of starts to drag at the end of the second act, or maybe the beginning of the third act. Um, anyway, so it, it's not that they should have made it longer, necessarily. Um,
0: no, I, I agree, and I think. I think they could have done more with that relationship too. They definitely did it in a different way because, you know, it is an odd thing that
1: <laughs> this single
0: b- billionaire in real life is going to take in
1: an orphan. They 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 sort of they sort of dance around making fun of that.
0: Yeah, they they definitely tread tread lightly. Yeah. But the, you know, the daddy jokes are just uh, that was probably one of my one of the times I laughed the hardest is. <laughs> When he tries to hug him, and he's like, what are you trying to do? He's like, what are you doing? Because I'm trying to give you a hug. He goes, I thought you were going to attack me. (laughs) It's just so good. So I'm I'm looking forward to watching this movie again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. um, Man, it was a lot of fun. And it's almost hard to keep up with the references. Oh, the the other thing is I felt like the... um, the use of all these villains in... Mm. Uh, what is it? What The what zone? Phantom Zone. The Phantom Zone. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm not a Superman Superman reader. Uh, was, uh, again, it, it felt like a throwback to the Lego film. Yeah. Um, but it, it almost seemed like too much. I agree. Like, you have... <laughs> if you're going to do it, I guess go all out. But you have Sauron and King Kong... <laughs> and um, Voldemort Vol- you have the Daleks <laughs> yeah. who they, they say they reference by saying ask your nerdy friend who we are or who they are <laughs> they, um, yeah
0: they're the Wicked Witch
1: the, wick, the Wicked Witch Medusa, Medusa. Uh, and it just it felt like it felt like maybe that part of the movie was pandering uh, a little bit or it
0: definitely didn't feel as natural as the Lego movie when, you know, the it, that movie throws in a bunch of different characters, but it always feels like uh, necessary to the plot or uh, fluid. It definitely did seem like, you know, we need bigger villains for him to face, so let's throw King Kong out there and...
1: Or let's remind the audience that we're not we're in the Lego universe, not necessarily just the Batman, That's, yeah. or the DC Lego right. universe. Yeah. Um, although it is, it was kind of funny watching, you know, Batman and Robin punch Daleks apart.
0: was so weird.
1: What's so weird. Uh, yeah, it's just, I mean Sauron. That it's 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 funny, but it just it seems like it's.
0: I mean, I get the idea, the idea of, you know, when you play with Legos or you're a kid, you with your action figures, you yeah. know, I've got my Captain America fighting, <sighs> fighting my Chuck Norris doll and, you it's know. Ulti-
1: you get ultimate crossover. Yeah. Like, ability, you know, and that, again, it's what the first Lego movie touched on, but, uh. Right. It just seemed a little extra. How about Yeah, that? it
0: didn't seem like it was uh, 100% necessary in this, I agree.
1: We're kind of, we're kind of reaching here, um. Like for things to to talk to about critique it? about yeah. the film.
0: Uh, there's not a lot to critique. I and I agree. I, I I think that we've been. I think we've. I think we've been given this film a very fair assessment. Words, giving it words. It's late, dude. It's yeah. getting late. Uh, why, why can't I think assessment? There we go. Assessment. We've we've assessed this film fairly. Yeah. There are. It's not a perfect film. It's not as good as like I said. I didn't think it was quite as good, but to me like you said this is going to be the best Batman movie we're going to get for quite a long time yeah uh, you know so enjoy it go see it I, I
1: hopefully you've already seen yeah, it Yeah, I'm
0: interested to yeah. hear what our uh, listeners you know thought about it I, I yeah. think we have
1: any slate magazine readers out there want to <laughs> that guy what <laughs> want to write it and tell us why this movie deserves a 3 out of 10
0: it doesn't I'll tell you right now. Yeah. on. I give it. I give it a, a solid B plus, solid B plus. Oh, well,
1: you know what? For once, I think I would rate a film higher than you. A minus. Yeah, I think yeah. A minus. Yeah.
0: Thought about going there. Uh, I, I'm gonna say B plus.
1: Again, you I, thought about getting up in it.
0: I need to see it again. I really do. This is a movie, that, and I don't say that often. Like I know, I don't rewatch movies, but it's short enough, and I think it, I had a lot of fun with it. And I think that some of the jokes I may have missed or. Uh, I, I, May uh, hit harder the next time.
1: the the amount The amount of references in the joke writing was absurd. There yeah. are definitely like one or two things that I did not quite catch. Yes, definitely. So, agree. Uh, yeah the 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 first Lego movie I watched at least twice yeah. and thoroughly enjoyed it. I watched it with friends and then uh, went home and was like, "Hey, we've got to see this movie to my girlfriend," and she enjoyed it too. Um, yeah.
0: I, uh, I remember people just raving about it And it was on uh, It was on HBO And I was like I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna watch this And my wife was at work I was alone I watched the Lego movie And I was like I gotta show her this Because this is just I was not expecting that The, the other Hey okay, One other thing And then we'll Talk about next week Yeah The song at the end Was funny But I don't think it was Nearly as catchy As Everything is Awesome
1: no. No. And they I mean there, there's a lot of play on the sort of the the trope that Batman is makes his own Batman's a DJ that yeah. they established in <laughs> in a Lego movie. Right. And you know, it if you don't think of it as a part of the film but rather a fun way to do end credits, mm-hmm. I think it's a little different. Which is kind of how I thought about it.
0: Um, I mean, I did.
1: I just did. I don't know. That, I mean, was, the song's fine. Did you? Did you? It, nothing. Yeah, nothing is going to be as catchy as everything is awesome. But like, uh, the opening movie or the opening scene where he starts singing—that was <laughs> really good. <laughs> I, I and, but, Joker's like, "Somebody stop him before he starts, starts the song."
0: song.
1: <laughs> ah, it's just that great. was good. Yeah.
0: That 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 song was much more catchy. Or in Funny than It I mean, was The yeah. song at the end Like I said it was
1: fine It's, it's alright little, The little kid in front of us Liked it
0: Oh he was he getting was down He was jamming He was getting down Throwing up his hat in the air And catching it <laughs> Shaking <laughs> was, all around Yeah he was like It was like he was waiting For that moment I wish
1: I enjoyed life that much I know right Gosh Let's, bu- let's buy some drugs <laughs> That's the only thing Existence me, is bleak That's the only
0: thing That can bring that happiness To you right Colin
1: <laughs> You or me yeah, Be honest breathless. with yourself
0: so, next week, for once... I, I think th- we
1: can be firm on this yes, one. I'm not have, afraid. No,
0: we're solid. We're going to see John Wick 2, the next chapter. Is that what it's called? John Wick yeah. 2, the next...
1: Something like that. John Wick 2, Electric Bugaloo. <laughs> That's not it. John Wick adopts a cat.
0: <laughs> John, it's just called John Wick Chapter 2. Yeah. yeah. So, I, I, we went and saw uh, the first John Wick together.
1: We and, did. And I think we we enjoyed it for the most part. We enjoyed it until it seemed like they ran out of money. <laughs> and, yeah. And the last act of the movie is just weird and out of place. And apparently we weren't the only ones that thought that. Um, yeah. If you haven't seen uh, this week's Screen Junkies Honest <laughs> Movie Trailers. Yes.
0: I haven't seen it, but I've heard good things about
1: it. They... It was it was really a criticism we had where they sort of unceremoniously end the film and then you have the but the the film has to keep going and it ends with him killing the bad the you know the dad whatever it just it feels like the movie drags mm-hmm. past its natural climax and there are the nothing matches the pacing or the the choreography of the the first big three set pieces of the film. So anyway, John Wick 2 is getting stellar reviews. We are going to see it regardless. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm honestly excited now because the, like I said, what, when that film did the things it did well or things it did well in, you know, it's, it showed gunplay, gun control, um, and <laughs> just people being murdered in a brutal and realistic but still over the-top action film way that kind of has never been done on film before so
0: yeah no and uh, it yeah it felt like a comic book movie uh, in in some ways and in other ways it felt like a traditional action movie yeah. the end I, I part of the problem I had with the end is it like turned to some weird modern day take on a Western. Like the ending felt like something you would see in a Tom Ford or not Tom Ford uh, John Ford movie back in the day where it just it was a really it was it a really weird way to end, end the movie. Um, it wasn't as satisfying as I think that they I think they thought they were trying to satisfy the audience and it really wasn't. Yeah. Um, that I, And you know who knows I don't know why they did it but this is getting much better reviews this chapter two. Um, But fortunately for us the next few weeks I mean we have Movies to choose from, out the rear end. So, you know we have, after this this week we have Care for Wellness, Fist Fight, Get Out, Logan, I mean, Kong Skull Island. It just does. It's not going to stop for a while. So I think, thank God, I think we no longer have to scrounge around for. At the very least, movies we may not like them, but they aren't going to be total garbage cans like rings so
1: this has been a shorter episode it is but you know it it's gonna happen yeah there, it's a it's a movie with less to unpack and i'm okay with that yeah so i think that's gonna do it for this episode yeah thanks for listening write us midnight film review at gmail.com All yeah, we'll catch you on the flip side okay bye